Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. For some reason, not everybody loves rodents. Maybe because a few species are pretty persistent in their efforts to share our homes with us. And rats have long been credited with spreading the bubonic plague, which killed millions of people in medieval Europe and Asia, though technically it was the fleas that rats and other small animals helped spread. But the taxonomic order Rodentia is vast. A whopping 40% of all mammal species are rodents, which means the Norway rats you glimpse in the shadows of the subway tunnel and the house mice setting up a nursery in your attic are, yes, both rodents. But so are beavers, guinea pigs, porcupines, and chipmunks. There's a lot to love there, but maybe none so charismatic as the world's largest rodent, the capybara. Charisma is, of course, very subjective. Picture this, though, a giant pig-like semi-aquatic rodent about the size of a large dog whose eyes, ears, and nostrils sit basically at the top of its head. They also have these weird tiny webbed feet that look kind of like hooves. They're vegetarian and eat between six and eight pounds of grass each day. That's about two and a half to three and a half kilos. And that's in addition to eating their first poop of the morning. That poop contains lots of protein from the microbes that have been feasting on the contents of their intestines all night. Eating it allows them to get nutrients out of the food that their system didn't absorb the day before. Capybaras are native to Central and South America, where they're doing extremely well. The International Union for Conservation of Nature considers them a species of least concern, even though they serve as a prey item for everything from anacondas to jaguars. Capybaras need to stick pretty close to the water, a wetland, estuary, river, not only because they need to keep their skin moist, but also because they require access to the grasses that grow near waterways. About 80% of their diet comes from five different grass species. Another thing capybaras need is each other. For the article that this episode is based on, the team at HowStuffWorks spoke with Elizabeth Congdon, a capybara researcher and professor in the Department of Natural Sciences at Bethune-Cookman University. She said, capybaras are among the most social of rodent species. Groups consist of a dominant male and several subordinate females that tend to be related to one another and their offspring. Females cooperate with one another to the point of nursing another's infants and collectively defending the young of the group against predators and potentially infanticidal males. I've personally seen an adult female back down a large spectacled caiman that was approaching her newborn. Groups of capybaras can range from around 10 to up to 100 during the dry season, and for the most part, their daily activity involves a whole lot of chilling. Some have called capybaras nature's ottomans because all sorts of animals seem to enjoy sitting on a capybara's broad back. Monkeys, birds, cats, other capybaras, you name it. Female capybaras like to play with their young, teaching their daughters to be allies to one another and sons to be competitive. But since capybaras have so many predators, and since a single male works hard to keep as many females to himself as possible, males are constantly on the lookout for funny business. Congdon said, the male will aggressively defend his rank. These interactions between males don't always reach the level of a full fight because grunting and chasing will usually do the trick. Females not only stay in the group, but also help defend territory against outsiders and predators by alarm calling when sighting one. And while it's true that capybaras are charming, and some people have begun keeping them as pets, which is legal in some U.S. states like Texas and Pennsylvania, although in most places you'd need to get a special license, keeping a capybara in your home isn't for everyone, or even the vast majority of us. 
capybaras require a lot of water, space, and friends. A solitary or even pair of capybaras would probably be very unhappy. In Florida, several have escaped, probably from a wildlife research facility, and are hanging out in North Florida, possibly snuggling each other with birds sitting on their backs. It remains to be seen whether capybaras will become Florida's next invasive species. Today's episode is based on the article, The Charismatic Capybara is Chiller Than Your Dog, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jesslyn Shields. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 